The big question is, how does someone with MS actually improve their mobility, strength, energy, independence, the list goes on. My name is Dr. Gretchen Hawley, physical therapist and multiple sclerosis specialist. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Tune in as I share the top strategies and exercises to help you gain control over your life with MS using research-driven insights and advice from top industry experts. Whether you're newly diagnosed or have had MS for over 30 years, whether you have relapsing MS or progressive MS, this podcast is for you. You're sure to feel empowered and inspired after each episode. Ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm super excited because today is going to be the very first piece of content that I create in a brand new series that I'm starting called If This, Then What? And I honestly feel like I could come up with a better name, but If This, Then What? is such a perfect description of what we'll be talking about. So an example is If you have a certain symptom, if this is happening, then what do you do about it? And if you're in The Missing Link, my online MS wellness program, you know very well that this is something we do in every single video in there. But I wanted to offer a glimpse of what that might look like for specific symptoms. So again, if you're in The Missing Link and you have the symptom that we're talking about, please go into The Missing Link and you will find a surplus of exercises and education around that specific symptom and how you can implement it into your day-to-day routine. This is more so meant to be a general guide to help someone get started. So our first content that we're having is if this, then what? And the topic is knee kissing. So a quick reminder of what knee kissing is, in case you haven't heard that terminology before, it's when one or both of your knees collapse inward. And usually this happens when you're walking or maybe when you're going to stand up or when you're going to sit down or when you're climbing stairs. And I will say that some of my clients mention that they like that they kiss their knees inward because it helps them feel more stable. But from a physical therapy perspective, Kissing your knees inward, whether it's one knee or both knees, while it may make you feel more stable, over time it can result in knee pain and hip pain and ankle pain. And not only that, it trains your body to continue bringing your knees inward, which makes certain muscles tight and other muscles weak. And with that combination, you are much more likely to fall and injure yourself. So I personally believe that if possible, everyone who experiences knee kissing should be doing certain exercises. And in this series, if this, then what, we're going to gain some insight as to why that symptom is happening in the first place, and then some exercises and things that you can do to combat that. I fully believe that you need to understand why something is happening in order to actually make a difference. Otherwise, 
The exercises might not make much sense. You might not be as committed to them because you don't understand how or why they are helping. So let's jump into our if this, then what knee kissing edition. As I mentioned, knee kissing occurs because one or both knees cave inward. Another name for this is knock kneed. And so you just wanna envision your knees being closer together, whether it's one or both knees, versus your knees being in a good alignment right underneath your hips and right above your ankles. That would be the ideal position for our knees to be in. So the reason that this knock knee or knee kissing happens is usually due to one of two things or both of these things. The first thing that is likely to cause knee kissing, that knee falling inward, is tightness in your inner thighs. So we'll get into that in a second where I'll tell you some exercises for that. But what you need to know about this is when your inner thigh muscles are tight, it pulls your leg inward, your whole leg or even just your knee. And these are the adductor muscles, the ADD A-D-D-U-C-T-O-R, which is different from abductor, A-B-D. So the adductor, the inner thigh muscles come all the way up and attach right at your inner pelvis. And then they go all the way down and attach right at the inside of your knee. So as you may be able to imagine, when those are nice and lengthened, your leg can go as far out as you want it to because it's really flexible. But when those muscles are shortened, it pulls your leg in. Another way to know if you have really tight inner thigh muscles is if when you're walking and you take a step forward, you have a very narrow gait. The closer your feet are when you're walking, like if you're walking on a tightrope essentially, you likely have tight inner thigh or adductor muscles. So that knock need or tightrope walking is one of the telltale signs of tightness in your inner thighs. So we want to stretch out the inner thigh muscles. However, in most symptoms and most situations, when there is weakness, there is also tightness. And so we know that the inner thigh muscle is tight. Usually the opposite side is weak. So if we have tightness in our inner thighs, what that likely means is you have weakness on the outer part of your thighs, the abductors and the glutes. The reason this is important is because sometimes you might have both, but you might only realize that you have one of them. For example, if you have strong outer hip muscles, but really tight inner thigh muscles, if your strength in the outer part wins, if your strength is bigger than the tightness, you might not even notice your tightness is there, even though it is there. On the contrary, if you have weak outer hip muscles and tight inner thigh muscles, if you notice that tightness more than the weakness, then you might feel tight, but not realize how weak you actually are. And the reason why I'm kind of harping on this is because it's important to work on both. Even if you don't realize that you have one or the other. So when it comes to knee kissing, 
we want to stretch the tight muscles of the inner thigh and strengthen the weak muscles on the outer thigh. So let's review a few examples of what you could do. If you're in the missing link, then you already know this about me, but I prefer to start every exercise seated. And the reason for that is because when you're sitting, you don't have to worry about balance. Are there inner thigh stretches and outer thigh strengthening exercises that you can do standing? Absolutely, there's tons. But when you're doing those, you also have to focus on not falling over because you're standing up. So a great way to get a targeted exercise for a specific muscle group is to take as many things out of the equation as possible. So take balance out of the equation. And one great way to do that is to sit down so you feel like you are in a stable, balanced position. So let's start with the stretching of the inner thigh. There are so many ways to do this. If you already have an inner thigh stretch that you like, please feel free to continue doing it, but I'm just gonna show you my favorite. So the one that I prefer for my clients to do is to sit towards the edge of your chair and then open your feet and your knees as wide as you can. Now, I have some clients that can open really, really wide. I have other clients who can barely open. That's okay, it doesn't matter as long as you feel like you're opening as wide as you can right now. Hopefully that will improve over time. But for now, please don't judge yourself, just do the best you can. Once you have your feet and your knees as wide as possible, you're going to hinge forward. But before we do that, I just want to say why I am sharing that your feet and your knees should be wide because it might be easy for you to get your feet wide, but if your knees don't follow, then you are in that knee kissing position where your knees are collapsing inward. So if you're sitting right now, I encourage you to do this with me. Move your feet and your knees out as wide as you can. When you look down, you should feel like your knee is in the same alignment as your ankle and your foot on that same leg. And you should notice that on both sides. They're, your knees should not be caving inward at all. If they are, move your feet closer to each other so that you can be in the appropriate position. From here, once your feet and your knees are wide, you're going to place your hands on your lower thigh on both sides and hinge forward with a flat back. Now, depending on how tight you are, you might feel a big stretch or a very little stretch or maybe no stretch at all. Either way, it's good to hold this position even if you're not feeling a stretch. One misconception that we have is that in order to get a, a good stretch in any muscle, you have to feel a good stretch. And that's just not true. Think about how often throughout your day your legs are normally spread this far apart. Not very often, meaning this is still a stretched position compared to the position that they are normally in, even if you don't feel a stretch. So you're just gonna hold this here. If you have any wrist issues, instead of having your hands on your lower thighs, you can come down and bring your forearms on your lower thighs. So this is one variation of the stretch. If you want to feel more of a stretch, you can turn towards one side 
So for example, you can turn towards your right and push your left inner thigh out towards the left. So this stretch will allow you to feel more of an inner thigh stretch on your left side. And then of course you can repeat the same thing on the other side. So you would turn your body, your upper body only, towards the left side. Your right shoulder is now facing the center of your body and your right arm is pressing your right leg open towards the right. So you would feel this stretch on the inner thigh of your right leg. So that's a way where you can increase the stretch by feeling it more on one leg versus the other. A final option that I want to share with you for this same inner thigh stretch is if you scoop back so you're in the middle of your chair, one leg stays bent, but the other leg straightens. It will kind of look like a hamstring stretch, but with a hamstring stretch, your straight leg is right out in front of you. And with this inner thigh stretch, your leg is straight and out to the side, as far out to the side as you can get it. Again, no judgment here. I have some clients who can really swing their leg all the way up to the side. I have some where it's barely different from being straight in front of them. So whatever you can do, try to make sure your knee is straight and it's at an angle. So it's out to the side versus in front of you. From here, it's the same direction as before. Sit up tall and hinge forward. And this is a way where you might feel a better stretch in that inner thigh of the leg that's straight. And then of course, you would repeat this on the other side as well. So one knee is bent, the other leg is straight and out to the side as far as you can get it. Sit up tall and hinge forward. And you should feel something, even if it's really light in that inner thigh, if you do have inner thigh tightness. Now, one thing that I like to say about any and all stretches is that you have the freedom to wiggle around. Every person is different. A stretch is going to feel different for me than it will for you, than it will for your sister and brother and mom and dad and aunt and uncle. Our bodies are similar, but also dissimilar, meaning the same stretch can stretch all of us, but it might look a little bit different. For someone, you might be able to just hinge forward and you feel the stretch. For someone else, you might have to drop one shoulder down, or you might have to twist or turn to one side to angle. Feel free to shimmy around until you feel the stretch. There's no right or wrong with stretching as long as you're feeling it in the right area. As I mentioned, you can do those same stretches standing. So you would move your feet and your knees as wide as you can. Make sure to hold on to a stable surface, especially if you do feel off balance. You're going to have your upper body as tall as possible and hinge forward. Now, this is a little bit tricky because if your hamstrings are tight, you might actually feel this more as a hamstring stretch instead of an inner thigh stretch. So that's not a bad thing. It's just you're going to have to find a different stretch for your inner thigh. So another option might be keeping your feet and knees wide and lunging over to one side. So one knee is straight and you feel that stretch on one side. And then of course you would repeat on the other. So you would lunge towards the left side and you'd feel the stretch on the inner right thigh. 
So there's lots of standing variations, but those are the two that I usually recommend. So as you hopefully recall, stretching our inner thighs is just one piece of the puzzle. But the more flexible our inner thighs are, the less likely our knees are to cave inward and or we are to walk with a really narrow base of support, almost like we're walking on a tightrope. The other piece is outer hip strengthening. Similarly, there's tons of strengthening exercises that you can do for these. All of them are in the missing link, but I just want to give you one of my favorites for right now, and that is the seated clamshell. Just as I said for stretching, how I like to do my exercises seated because we don't have to worry about balance, it's the same for strengthening. If we do standing-based exercises, we're focusing on balance at the same time that we're trying to strengthen a muscle. So we're focusing on two things at one time, and therefore it's less likely to be effective for either one category, balance or strength. But by doing the strengthening exercise seated, we don't have to worry about balance so we can fully focus on strengthening. So you may have seen me demonstrate this before, especially if you are in the missing link, but the way to do a seated clamshell exercise to strengthen your outer hip muscles are to sit towards the edge of your chair, and try this with me now if you're able to, and you're going to close your legs so your feet are touching and your knees are touching. Everything is touching. What you're going to do is open your knees as wide as you can without your feet rolling away from each other. So the instep of your feet should be touching the entire time. As I mentioned earlier, everyone's body is different. So you might be able to open your knees way wider than I can or not as wide as I can. It doesn't matter how wide you open them as long as it feels as wide as possible for you. When you're sitting up tall and you're opening your knees as wide as you can without letting your feet roll away from each other, you will hopefully feel some sort of activation in your glute muscles, your outer hip muscles. If you don't, when your knees are open wide, I want you to actively think about squeezing your glute muscles as hard as you can. Then relax and close your clam. And open the clam so you're opening your knees, squeeze your glutes, relax and close. And you'll do several repetitions of this. If you feel this right away and you're feeling your glute muscles fire, amazing. If you don't, have no fear. There is something called gluteal amnesia. And this is when it's been a while since you've used your glutes, likely because your body and neural pathways have found a different way to help you move that requires using other muscles instead of your glutes. So your glutes just got really, really weak. They haven't been activated in a very long time. So you have gluteal amnesia, but the way to wake them up from that amnesia is to start using them again even if you don't feel it in the moment. So whether you feel a big glute activation or no glute activation, still attempt this exercise. And every time you do it, you're adding a little bit of a hold. I usually say about a two to three second hold, but if you're a fast counter, four to five second hold. That hold is what will allow you to get endurance in addition to strength versus just strength alone. 
As I keep mentioning, there are lots of exercises that you can do to stretch your inner thighs and to strengthen your outer thighs. And the most important thing is that you choose at least one for a stretch and one for a strengthening, and you choose one that you will do consistently. And what I mean by that is if I were to have given you an exercise where you're lying on the floor and you lift your leg up, it's called a side-lying leg raise. It's a very common exercise in physical therapy. If that's the one that I gave you, but realistically, you cannot get down to the ground safely and or you're not 100% sure that you'd be able to stand up from the floor after you did the exercise, you're probably not going to do that exercise very often, if at all. And so find an exercise and a position that is easy for you to get into and easy for you to do. Should it be challenging to activate the muscles and to feel the stretch, probably that means that you're doing a good job at finding the areas of weakness that you have, but it shouldn't be challenging to get into the position. It shouldn't be challenging to fit it into your day. So again, that's one reason why I really love seated exercises, but the most important thing if you have knee kissing is that you find at least one inner thigh stretch and one outer thigh strengthening exercise. Now, is it a bad thing to strengthen your inner thighs and to stretch your outer hips? Not at all. So you can absolutely stretch and strengthen your inner thighs as well as stretch and strengthen your outer thighs. But when it comes to knee kissing, you should prioritize the stretching the inside and strengthening outside a little bit more than the opposite, meaning you should stretch the inside a little bit more than strengthening the inside. And you should strengthen the outside a little bit more than stretching the outside. And with these combined, it will pull your leg out into a more stable position. Another one of my favorite exercises to implement this new way of alignment for your legs is to practice standing up and sitting down or squatting with a resistance band around your lower thighs or right above your knees and push out into the band as you're sitting down and standing up. That video also is in the missing link, so if you're in the missing link, definitely check it out. And if you don't know what the missing link is, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, it's my online MS wellness program where I have recorded all of my favorite MS specific exercises for you. Not only that, but there's calendars that will tell you exactly what exercises to do each day to reach your goals. And we have an index of exercises where it tells you exactly what exercises to do based on your specific symptoms and specific goals that you're working towards. In addition to that, we have about four to five live classes every single month, ranging from my MS-specific classes to MS-specific yoga, calming our nervous system, and even seated ballroom dancing classes. So if you're looking for MS-specific exercise guidance and calendars, and you're looking for an awesome community, definitely check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes where you can learn more about it. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you start implementing some form of these exercises and that over time you'll see reduction in knee kissing. Thank you for listening to today's show. I am so grateful to have you as a listener. 
If you'd like extra resources, such as a video of one of my seated exercise classes, my favorite core exercises, and the opportunity to ask me your questions, head to missinglink.com forward slash insider. That link will be shared in the show notes along with links to my social media handles. If you loved this episode and think a friend or family member with MS would benefit from listening, please go ahead and text or email this podcast to them right now. Sharing this podcast will help me educate and empower as many MS warriors as possible. Thanks again for joining and be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the Missing Link Podcast.